0: From Wish TV and the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is the News 8 Daily 8 Podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8
1: Update. Hi, this is Kylie Conway, and this is your News 8 Daily 8 for Wednesday, January 12th. The warming trend continues into our Wednesday today. That's great news, given what we've been having. We're going to bounce into the mid-40s. A stray shower or two can't be completely ruled out, but there are even better chances for rain, uh, mostly in the northern third of the state. But it should be an overall great day, and Stephanie and Marcus said this morning on Daybreak that today is the pick day of the week, best day to get outside and enjoy some good sunshine and warmer temperatures. A shooting in a local park leaves one person in critical condition. It happened late Tuesday at Christian Park on English Avenue on the east side of Indianapolis, Officers told our crew at the scene that the victim is a minor. They're not giving an exact age or name. They also say they have a person in custody. No word yet what led to the gunfire. And on the west side of the city, neighbors thought gunshots were fireworks. Instead, police say someone wounded a 79-year-old woman who was inside her own home. It happened yesterday afternoon in a neighborhood just east of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We talked to a man who says he's lived in the area for more than 30 years.
0: I thought it was firecrackers. So we always had it around here. When a a police officer said it was 12 shots fired, 12 shots, they don't surprise me neither.
1: Police are not saying what led to the gunfire or if they know who the shooter is. At last update, the victim was stable in the hospital. Police make an arrest in a deadly hit and run. IMPD says 55-year-old James Gary struck and killed 57-year-old John Coleman on the city's southwest side. This happened January 3rd. According to police it happened just before 9:15 in the morning on Centennial Street. Anyone with information is encouraged to call Crime Stoppers. That number is 317-262-8477. Governor Eric Holcomb provides a progress report on the state. He delivered his sixth state of the state address last night. His key theme touting Indiana's economic growth while the state grapples with COVID-19. Even
0: as we're contending with the challenges of a global pandemic, we're simultaneously strengthening our economy, reskilling our workforce, building up and out our infrastructure, enhancing our quality of life.
1: The governor also referred to recent investments in education that are raising teachers' salaries in most districts. State Democrats tell us he missed the mark, failing to address issues like increasing the minimum wage. Holcomb also talked about COVID-19 vaccines, saying, I encourage, I plead, I beg of you, speak to your doctor and get the shot. He did not directly address the plans from Republican lawmakers to ban private companies from mandating the vaccine. Today, students in Anderson are heading back to class. The district announced yesterday that it is returning to in-person instruction, but will keep watching COVID cases closely. All schools in the district were closed yesterday because of staff absences. And students and staff at Chicago Public Schools are also returning to in-person classes today. The Chicago Teachers Union and the city reached an agreement on COVID-19 safety measures. The two groups had been in a deadlock since January 4th. Leaders from the union have already agreed to the deal. The rest of the union started voting yesterday and wraps up today. State lawmakers are considering an effort to help health care workers. This morning at the state house, they're discussing a measure aimed at heading off a staffing crisis. The Indiana House Public Health Committee will consider House Bill 1003 called Nursing Indiana Back to Health. President of the Indiana Hospital Association says the gap between supply and demand for nurses has long been growing, but the length and stress of the pandemic has exacerbated the issue. The Nursing Indiana Back to Health legislation is a crucial step forward in narrowing that gap and ensuring that Hoosier patients will have the nurses they need to care for them for years to come. According to the Indiana Hospital Association, the demand for nurses is expected to grow 12% from 2018 to 2028. In September, we did a story talking to local nurses who say the pandemic had pushed them to their limits and created a staff burnout. Nurses deciding to either take a different career path or join a travel agency work from home um, it's really created this larger staffing shortage than what we had ever anticipated according to the hospital association the bill will also provide flexibility removing unnecessary regulations for nursing schools in indiana The group says that will allow additional students to enter the nursing workforce pipeline. The legislation would enable Ivy Tech Community College to expand its nursing program by 600 students a year by 2025. The Indiana Hospital Association and Ivy Tech will testify this morning in support of the bill. Also this morning, a record number of COVID patients are in the hospital, not just here in Indiana, but across the country. According to the State Health Department, we broke the pandemic record yesterday. And data from the Department of Health and Human Services show, shows a new record high. All eyes are on the White House to turn the tide. Dr. Anthony Fauci says because of the transmissibility of the Omicron variant, most everybody will get it at some point. During a hearing on Capitol Hill, the director of the CDC said the hospitalization risk is eight times higher for the unvaccinated compared to those who got the shot. The substantial number of absolute cases is resulting in hospitalization increases across all age groups, including children age
0: zero to four. The emergence of the Omicron variant again emphasizes the importance of vaccinations and boosters, which decrease the risk of infection, Severe disease
1: and death caused by COVID-19. It all comes as the CDC is considering changing its mask guidance to encourage better masks. And this morning, President Biden is back at the White House after making his case for voting rights. He traveled to Georgia yesterday to drum up support for two voting bills that are stalled in the Senate. One of the bills is named for the late Congressman John Lewis. Biden gave a speech in the district Lewis served. The president told the crowd that the nation is at a turning point, And for the first time, he's clearly calling for an end to the filibuster rules to move the measures forward.
0: To protect our democracy, I support changing the Senate rules, whichever way they need to be changed to prevent a minority of senators from blocking action on voting rights.
1: A change could only happen if all 50 Senate Democrats agree, and at least two have indicated they will not. Republicans are solidly against it. Indiana Senator Todd Young explains his objection to changing the rules.
0: It's a forcing mechanism during fraught times like these that gives the minority a say in the process. It forces majorities to find ways to compromise. It incentivizes bipartisan collaboration among senators representing diverse parts of our nation with differing values, differing priorities. Americans want want us to go through this hard work of finding common ground, of reconciling their differences. That's our
1: job. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says action on the voting rights bill could happen today. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. The COVID surge could slow some new year fitness goals, at least if they included a gym, a place that's usually booming this time of year. News 8's Hannah Mordeaux went to see the impact on one local fitness center in particular, Eat the Frog Fitness on Mass Ave. She found there that a lot of the current members have been staying home lately because they're sick or have been near someone who's sick with COVID, but memberships aren't dropping. They're growing this month with those New Year resolutions. It turns out a lot of people are back trying to get into a gym, but also trying to do it safely. I'm glad we're back. Marla Mock is the owner of Eat the Frog Fitness in Indianapolis.
0: That's our main thing is community. A community built on an old saying. Basically, the name comes from Mark Twain, quote, saying that if you ate a live frog first thing in the morning, nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day. (laughs) So in this case, working out is the frog and... Even in 2022, the pandemic has been a bit froggish too. A lot of people want to get back in the gym. They're having trouble getting back in the gym. I haven't seen a whole lot of people that are too nervous to come in because of COVID. A lot of them are staying away because they've been next to somebody or exposed to covid so um, luckily knock on wood we haven't had anybody get covid here the constant cleaning hand sanitizer masks when not moving and spaced out workstations is working this is their equipment so what are the options we're 24 7 Mm -hmm. and we have on-site virtual coach led and we also have Um, frog on the go. When the pandemic started, this gym shut down and lost about half its members. Since then, Mock says people have come back in person. A lot of the people that have stuck with us want to be with other people. In, the, in fact, they were going crazy. They, they said, I hope you guys never have to shut down again. Mock says the holidays have caused a surge of people staying home, many getting sick or simply traveling. But she doesn't expect it to be permanent and hopes New Year resolutions prevail over the pandemic. Health is ongoing. I mean, you may maybe you will get sick or maybe you'll take a vacation, but it's important to get right back at it.
1: Hannah also reports that Mock says gyms like this are surviving COVID because they have those options for people to work out in person 24 hours a day or work out at home with a virtual instructor but still have that fitness community. An Indiana House committee is hearing another bill. As part of the Education Matters agenda, House Bill 1134 has several components, including requiring schools to post their curriculum on their websites. It also allows parents to opt out their children of certain activities it would also regulate how teachers discuss social justice topics in the classroom. Specifically, it prohibits educators from teaching that someone is inherently an oppressor due to their race, ethnicity, national origin, or political affiliation. Some local parents agree with the new legislation.
0: I've personally witnessed numerous examples of classroom content that suggests an individual by virtue of their sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, nat- national origin, or political affiliation is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive.
1: The bill is also causing controversy across the state. Other parents say this piece of legislation would limit teachers and students. It is my
0: expectation that public policy, like HB 1134, will have the practical effect of eliminating learning experiences, like a Zoom call with a civil
1: rights icon, and similar training for professional educators. At least nine states have already passed similar legislation. And the bill that would end handgun permits in Indiana is moving to the Senate. Supporters pushed the proposal through yesterday. The bill would let anyone 18 and older to carry a handgun unless that person has a felony conviction or a dangerous, diagnosed, documented mental illness. It passed on a vote of 63 to 29, despite opposition from several major law enforcement organizations, including Indiana State Police. Some other police agencies have endorsed it. A similar bill failed to pass the General Assembly last year. Local police and federal agents announced an arrest and a theft from a store in Logan's Port. The burglary happened in September at Dunham's Sporting Goods. Justin Overholzer is now in custody, arrested in Fulton County in an investigation that involves state police and the ATF, which usually gets involved when weapons are stolen. Police say they found drugs and items from the thefts when they arrested Overholzer. Serbian tennis star Novak Djokovic is clarifying his actions after attending a public event while infected with COVID-19. He shared a statement on social media explaining the events of the last month. He says he only attended one event after testing positive on a PCR test, but it was an error of judgment. He also blamed human error for a mistake on the travel document he used to enter Australia last week. Hundreds of RVs are at the Indiana State Fairgrounds this morning as the 2022 Indy RV Expo is underway. Indiana is actually a huge manufacturer state for RVs. And according to motobiscuit.com, 60 to 80 percent of all RVs in the entire world are made in Elkhart County. Ken Eckstein with Mount Comfort RV joined Daybreak this morning to talk about the selection you can see at the at the Expo, including a smaller RV becoming more and more popular.
0: And, and that's one of the things that we're seeing with the younger people coming into the market. Camping's getting back in vogue, where we're not just selling the retirement coach, but we're selling the weekend campers, too.
1: Eckstein also talked about COVID protocols that the show is taking in hopes of keeping people safe and healthy.
0: We are. We, we've got social distancing. We're only allowing one uh, family unit at a time inside the units. Uh, there's a lot of hand sanitizing stations. Um, our units have all been treated with an antimicrobial. So um, that's supposed to last all week long. And we're wiping down handrails periodically um, over the course of the day.
1: The area's most renowned RV dealers have come together under one roof to offer special show rates, on-the-spot financing, and factory incentives. There are hundreds of new model motorhomes, fifth wheels, tent campers, travel trailers, and toy haulers from 60 of the top-name brand manufacturers that will be on display. Pets or live animals are not allowed there for exhibitors or people attending except for service animals and guide animals that are wearing the appropriate identification vest. The expo runs from today, well, it started January 8th, and it runs through the 16th at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. To the Colts now, the team's opponents are set for 2022. The Colts released a list on social media yesterday. The Horseshoe will host eight teams at Lucas Oil. The Tennessee Titans, Houston, Texas, Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs, L.A. Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, and Washington football team. The team will hit the road for nine more games. Tennessee Titans, Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, New England Patriots, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, and Minnesota Vikings. As far as the Pacers, Lance Stevenson will stay for at least another week and a half. The Pacers confirmed they signed the fan favorite to a second 10-day hardship contract. He joined the team January 1st under the rules that helped teams fill roster holes during COVID protocols. Stevenson has played very well and in his second game back set an NBA record for first quarter points off the bench. And as cookie season starts, Girl Scouts have more ways to get them to your door. There's also a new cookie variety. The Adventureful is a brownie inspired cookie with caramel flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. The CEO of Girl Scouts of Central Indiana says the Scouts' new partnership with DoorDash will open up more learning opportunities for girls as well.
0: It's actually a really cool partnership, as well as it's linked to a new Girl Scout badge called the Cookie Business Badge, because we're actually teaching girls through this cookie program a whole bunch of skills. But the new skill we're adding is this concept of, you know, storefronts are changing. It's not the way it used to be. Consumerism is not what it used to be, so this new badge is really teaching them about innovation in business.
1: Cookie season lasts through March 13th. This has been your News 8 Daily 8 for WISH-TV. I'm Kylie Conway. Online at wishtv.com and follow us on Facebook when you search WISH-TV.
0: This is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with WISH-TV's Kylie Conway. A WISH-TV News 8 update on demand for even more on demand and on the go. Connect with WISH-TV on Facebook at wishtv.com and on the free WISH-TV mobile app. Thank you for listening and be sure to like, subscribe and follow this podcast for updates every weekday morning on the All Indiana Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcast.